Welcome to Divas Diamonds Dollars podcast. My name is Larissa Troche and my co-host is Cecilia Benford. We offer whole life insights and a unique perspective from two sisters and sisters speaking to the collective sisterhood of women everywhere. We offer weekly conversations about the status of women today and empower you with the tools and strategy to help you live your best life. Based on our business and career management backgrounds, we offer sound guidance and key success principles of leadership, personal development, and business. Remember, we are speaking to all that you are, and we are here to support you on your personal growth journey. Be sure to subscribe to our weekly podcast. We invite you to lean in for possibly the best conversation you have had all week. Now, in today's episode, we want to talk to you about the other side of fear. Now, I'm sure that in any given moment, you know, things happen because that's called life. So, you know, not everything is going to be within our control. And sometimes those are not good things. So what really, I'm wondering, is your response, what is your go-to response when a new challenge arises? When faced with the unknown, do you default to the fight or flight mode? So what do you think of when you hear the adage, feel the fear and do it anyway? When you are doing big things, at any given moment, you're likely to hit a wall or some other form of roadblock that keeps you from moving forward. Now, if it's just a mental block or momentary fear holding you back, let's, let's discuss some ways to, to move forward. Now, <clears throat> again, we are not negating the fear. We're not, because you know, fear is real. It's yours, it's your feeling. So we definitely can't tell you you know, whether or not it's real, but what we want to look at is, you know, how we respond so that we can continue to grow. And that's really the whole end game, right? We want to be able to continue on this journey and have something to show for it besides some bumps and bruises. You know, we, we all have plenty of those because we all, I bet we could have a story. Um, I've, I've already told you 18 times about how I try to push myself physically to get over the fear because, I mean, the fear is real especially when you are, in my case, reserved or introverted, um, you know, raising my hand or, or stepping out, that, that's, um, that's a biggie for me. And so it's an ongoing conversation. So I just want to acknowledge that and um, so that you know that you're not alone in your journey. Anywho, as a tool for self-preservation, evolution has equipped us with a couple of ready-made responses to fear. You've probably heard the reptilian response, if you will. That sounds very attractive, as a not. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there's the fight sensation. You know, something happens and we automatically, we tense up. Our body is ready to fight and defend our point or argue the situation or just really, you know, um, assert your point of view, if you will. Or God forbid that you go into something physical. We don't even want to talk about that because I don't want you to do the next TikTok sensation, right? So, I mean, but there is a sensation. Fight doesn't always mean physical. It just could mean you're just going to stand firm and defend, which is not always a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just really depends on how, how you position yourself or position your response. Now, of course, flight, 
that, you know, again, that could be literally you leave the room or you run for the hills or whatever happens to be. I mean, that is, again, a physical sensation, but it could also mean avoidance, mm -hmm. right? Um, ignoring the situation at your own peril. So physical, I mean, fight and flight, kind of physical, but then also some nuanced responses, but really with the same result, I would say. So I'm just going to suggest that in our podcast today, we want to offer some alternative responses to fight or flight so that you come out ahead with goals achieved. That is what it's all about. Now, I'm just wondering, what is your response? And, and I know that's probably situational, really. I should have said that also. I mean, your response is really going to be situational. But when you're faced with a challenge, I say, what do you, which, you lean left, you lean right. What's your tendency? Well, you know, you, you made a confession. My confession is I am thankful, grateful that I have evolved over time. Um, what I have always recognized is that I am a thinker. I'm going to, I'm going to analyze the situation, right? Well, there is such a thing as overanalyzing, which might cause me to lean left. And so, or not speak up. And so at the moment, when you're in the situation, you, those are the two things. And later you start thinking about it. Well, I should have said, or I should have done. And so, but today I tend to lean right. And, um, and the thing about that, because we're talking to women business owners and leaders, how you do is what you become recognized as doing. And I will tell you, I've been in on the conversations where people talk about other leaders. Yeah, she's risk adverse or she's a smart person, but she just won't speak up or she won't lead her people. And I pay attention to, this is a situation where I don't pay attention necessarily to what people say about other people so that I change what I, that that makes a difference. So that's a good question. And so for sure, even reading this, it reminded me, let's talk about as you'll mention it later, but it's hard to physically describe what we're talking about here, right? When we're talking about fear. But let's just talk about that. Something that a lot of times in, on a, in a day, we, we all go through it. I mean, you might not have what I'm getting ready to suggest, but it's that little flutter. It is a physical flutter first. I don't, should I? There is a, there is really a physical reaction. So uh, you can be reading something, just, you know, it's a thought that you had that you went to. And I was reminded about some of those things. So I don't want to, I, I, I think I want to say more later, but today I am leaning right. And uh, one other thing I will say to that is I am working with two groups now, new, new groups of people new groups of leaders, different 
subcategories, if you will, because businesses come in all sorts of sizes and purpose and all that. And I note that my experience, because that's our other, how we respond is different from a lot of their experiences. Um, I'm a little bit more forthright and a lot of those people aren't. And I, I've been, it's made me check myself. Well, that is interesting because that, that is something that we did not actually mention here. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about your, the individual response to uh, fear, but then of course, when there are others involved, um, that is that is that is actually an unknown element, and it will um, definitely impact what your I. I think it could and might impact what your response will be. Um, Absolutely. So I'm just going to suggest that in work and business, neither fight nor fight are the desirable response. Um, when you face issues head on, that allows you to be a problem solver, which is, I wanted to give a percentage, I don't know the percentage, but that is a large percentage of what we do, uh, especially in business, right? You're solving either your problems or problems for your client. Um, but it happens more often than we want to actually, you know, it's not something we list on our calendar and say, okay, from two to four, we're gonna problem solve, right? That's not right, exactly right, how it works. Right be nice if we could schedule it right. um but unfortunately you know we have to respond as the situation deem uh, occurs mm -hmm. um but anyway you'll be a problem solver and of course that may you'll be smarter for it now that said the point is to not just go through it we want you to grow through it now of course that's not my own but it's very apropos i actually heard that first from joel olstein i'm not sure where he got it but it stuck with me because it makes sense because we all have Mm -hmm. these were problems but we certainly all have life events and again I have never I I don't want you the 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 question becomes or the situation becomes how do I say this when life happens to people right mm -hmm. uh, I I guess really what I want to say is be an active participant in your life and so that take what yeah, that, that gets an amen that's that's exactly what needs to happen <laughs> and i think sometimes that's not what's happening right and i i just want to i'm just trying to choose my words carefully but really at the end of the day anything we i personally think we give you you know some good advice but none of it means anything unless you take action on all the things that we've shared with you mm -hmm. in this podcast past and future mm -hmm. um so anyway you want to ask yourself, whatever the situation is, what did we learn and how will this help us next time? Because that's what they say sets humans apart from animals. And I'm not sure um, that's 100% true is being able to learn from our experiences. Um, you know, some pretty smart animals out there, but um, lest I digress. So here's where there's going to be a divergent viewpoint, if you will, because what I would suggest, and I'm not trying to be perfect because I'm my shoulders come up in a minute and I probably well it is situational I can't say I respond the same all the time to fear because it depends on what it is you know there's there's big fears and there's little fears and there's don't want to say fears that I was expecting because you know sometimes you anticipate the worst um you know so things mm -hmm. that if you 
if you were expecting something bad to happen and it happens and you're like, okay, well, I was right. <laughs> so, I mean, this one case, we don't want to be right, but you know, I was right. But I think if there's an expected fear, you can respond a little bit differently because you thought that this might happen. But if this is something completely out of left field, and I'm probably pointing in the wrong direction, but I'm just saying, um, figuratively speaking, those surprises are, are not, um, you know, they're different. But all that said, what I'm suggesting, if you can, is to analyze the situation with a dispassionate eye. Because once you remove the emotions from the situation, you may be able to see things a little bit more clearly. And so it's not colored with your emotions. It's more of a matter of, can you just look at the facts as they are? Um, you know, Cecilia mentioned, she said it was a physical flutter. I usually get a tensing or unpleasant feeling in my gut, my belly situation, situation, <laughs> my belly area. I just kind of tense up and, you know, you may even feel physically ill depending on what the situation yeah, is. Yeah, now I've had some more than just a flutter. Ch trust me. Yeah. I, mean, I, I could get very earthy here, but I, I think I'll pass. Nope. But no. Yes. That took care. There are some that, uh, oh, oh, give. Yeah, literally gut-wrenching and things happen. Physical, yeah, yeah. No, no I have totally been there. Um, <laughs> but look, press don't change, oh, here I am, right? Live yes. through it. Yeah. 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 Point yeah. that out. I and you learn from it. That's what we're talking about. You grew uh, from it. Um. So what? however you view the situation, and now Cecilia, I know you wanted to say that's not yeah. how you would tend to approach it. What did you want to? Well, but you know what? I always have a second or third go back mentally because the key word that you said was analyze. And that's what I truly, we have to self-analyze ourselves. So with that being said, um, what I think, um, I kind of rethought this and that that's very true because I just told you earlier that I, I, I'm a big thinker, you know, a lot of stuff's going on in my brain before sometimes it comes out of my mouth. And, um, even, you know, even with things, uh, that, you know, you do need to speak on quickly, but with that being said, I believe there are some things that you're going to be passionate about. And really what that is about is the intensity of your emotions. Cause that's what we're talking about. That physical reaction is, is a response to your emotions. Okay. And some of them are, uh, if your emotions are, you know, you got an intense emotion to some situation or issue it's the greater likelihood of having your goal hijacked because that's what we're talking about. What is it you're trying to accomplish? What are your goals? And so you do need to analyze that. And that means stepping back, right? Uh, you're, you said to see things more clearly, but I'm just using a physical analogy to say step back and see, okay, why do I feel like this, right? And um, to... I, I tell you, when I thought about, I went back through this, and let me just give you an example, Shark Tank. You ever watched Shark Tank before? I used to, but I don't like when people being mean, but carry on. I'm such but, a simple Okay, person. but you got, you, you, you are in my ballpark. That's exactly, I've watched it and I can't, that's right. I, I don't care for that kind of response, right? 
And so um, I have watched that show and I have thought that, and, and I've known situations where, you know what, those are three people. They don't have the final answer. Those people put themselves in a position for getting sponsored, you know, have a bigger platform and, you know, kudos to them. But I know that there are some who still went on, you know, they were said, no, you're not good enough. I mean, that's kind of what I'm out. That's, that's how a person could hear that. You're not good enough. Not that your product's not good enough. You're not good enough. And it's kind of like, okay. But if you believe in what you're doing, your goal, um, you need to look at that. Don't let the emotional trigger while you're standing on stage paralyze you with fear. And I, I just, that's a big example, but there are other things that because of how people respond to you, you are paralyzed with fear. You don't respond back. And maybe uh, you make the wrong personal decision. And so if you feel very strongly about what you are trying to do, you need to go with it, I think. Um, the fact is, not, not impulsively, I think that's what we've been kind of talking about, not impulsively, right? But you need to think about it, make a personal decision that uh, helps you achieve the positive outcome. And I, and I know that's really what you're presenting here. Yeah, my, my kids hate watching TV with me because I have the remote in my hand. Because like when people start being ugly, it's so Momo, right? Momo used to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Push yeah. that mute button in a minute. Because right, you know, right. I just don't think people need to be ugly. You can correct right. somebody, you can help somebody, but you don't have to tear them down to do it. That's right. Exactly. Um, but I think it's probably a different podcast. So let me come on back over here. <laughs> so anyway, you know, when I when I'm saying analyze the situation, you wanna you wanna ask yourself, how did the situation arise? Right. And I want to be clear that this is not about finger pointing. I don't like the finger pointing either. I'm just right. it's not like a podcast about what Risa doesn't like. <laughs> but it's not about finger pointing, but you want to know if this is, you know, if this was something preventable or was this something out of your control? You know, because those I would say those require different responses. If those if it was something preventable, obviously you want to make sure this does not happen again. Okay, mm -hmm. this happened because X, Y, and Z. Now we want to make sure that X, Y, and Z does not rear its ugly head again. Um, so it doesn't happen again. Now the things that are out of your control, okay, out of your control, but again, were there any signs, right? So sometimes the writing is on the wall, but we just have to be aware. Um, what are the impacts of option A or of option B, right? And is there a C involved? So again, analyzing it means it's, it's, you know, whether you yellow, what's it called? Yellow tablet it, write everything down, I don't know. Um, but you want to look at the situation, really think about what brought you to this point. And then, you know, obviously what are some particular potential responses? And again, A, B, you know, if this is a big hairy deal, you might need to throw some C's and D's in there. Um, don't limit yourself um, because you wanna be able to, you wanna have choices. And all the things we talk about, it's about having choices in your lifestyle. Um, and really what are some of the potential rewards if you follow through with the original goal? It's easy to get sidetracked, especially when, you know, 
you get tackled um, by something or someone, um, but really think about it. Is this, is this worth fighting for? Is it worth pushing through to achieve? So you wanna ask yourself also, is if I do move forward, if I do take this action, is it going to move me closer to my goal? Or is this just a distraction? You know, because sometimes there are things that happen and you have an OMG moment, you've got the whole palpitations going, you may feel a little flushed and warm, um, the ears start to burn and you're like, you're in the, you're in the right, like, right. So involved in this crisis moment. Um, all those sensations, you know, we talked about your belly, we talked about the flutter, however you feel it, but you feel it. Um, and that's why I want you to step back and think it, not just feel it. You have to think it through and that will help you with your decision. But sometimes you're like, oh, first of all, celebrate that you survived. But um, again, maybe that was a pause button. It does this mean that you should or should not push through. You have to kind of just weigh it. But at the end of the day, once you do your weighing and your breathing and you come back, you come back to come back to reality. If you, you know, you took a out of body, had a, an out of body moment, <laughs> we want you to come back inside. Right, right, right. You know, and determine a plan of action. Can can I add something before you get into the plan of action? So again, we were talking, we we're talking fear. And I, I believe fear is a word that none of us likes to say we actually fear because it's like this big, ugly monster out there, right? And so um, I, I started thinking about, uh, you know, we get all these surveys and sometimes a survey is, um, have you gotten a survey where it's just really the emojis, which hmm, that's interesting. Um, where they are ranking, where you rank how you feel. And I'm like, you know, that's interesting. So I don't know that it all fits, but what I do know is I wanted to think about the word fear. And so I thought this is like we, I don't want to use a grammatical term, but antonyms and synonyms, right? The synonym of fear puts you into the negative category. And so it means you are afraid and there are levels of being afraid, high level, medium level and low. And, and obviously that's, this is not a psychological analysis, but, but I do think depending on what your challenge is, some, because we talked about some being big and some being smaller, but that one analysis on the on the right of being afraid if you're apprehensive but you don't want to be apprehensive what's the opposite of being apprehensive you know trying to find the positive to what you're fearing uh frightened or threatened or you're insecure but what's the opposite of those or you're uneasy or you're intimidated i do believe there's value and if to go through that um because I've, I've been in situations where I know what I'm thinking is all right. So why am I feeling this? You know, ask yourself, why am I feeling this? And so 
it might be a wake up call if you really think, you know what, I'm really intimidated by who said something. Or maybe I'm apprehensive because uh, I don't know about the known part. Well, then it's up to me, right, Larissa? Because we're talking about self-care too. It's up to me on moving forward, how I do that. I gotta, you know what, once I thought about it, you know what, that is not an issue. I am relieved, that's positive. I can go forward. Or I thought about it. I don't have anything to be apprehensive about here. What, what are they gonna do? What are they gonna say? I feel good, I can move forward. I'm gratified that I thought about it. No, this is a good thing, what I'm trying to do. So, um, and then even just maybe, we talked about being risk averse. Maybe you're just cautious. Maybe you're just nervous. That's kind of that, you're not quite afraid. You're not totally fearful, but maybe you're just nervous and you're the worried type or the timid type. Cause I've seen that in people where I've tried to help them work through them being timid. Like you need to speak up. Don't be timid. Why are you timid? You're, you're, you're being unsure. Why? I'm telling you, I've done this many times in coaching that why are you unsure? You are just as smart as them. You have the answers. You just need to go with it. And so um, once people start building up that confidence button after they realize that they were being anxious unnecessarily, maybe, um, then they start mellowing. They start feeling pleased with themselves and um, contented, you know, glad that they had a wake-up call. So I wanted to add those. I think it goes along with when you talk about determining an action plan, that there are some steps to think about, to consider uh, maybe, and here's the other part. Again, we're talking women who are over 45. Sometimes you might be 50-ish, 60-ish, and people have been a certain way their whole career. But they realize, you know what? I want to get out of the shell. I ain't ready to move on. I want to do something. I know I'm just as good as them. This is the kind of stuff I'm talking about here that you may have acted this way for 20 years. It is time to move forward and get out of this shell. So that's the fear we're talking about. And I think it's part of, as you're going to help us figure out, determine that action plan. That's very true. I mean, I, I did not use those words, but definitely um, self-reflection um, because knowing who you are and how you are um, is really going to impact how you respond. So um, that's an excellent point about, you know, a lot of times people behave a certain way or hold themselves back as they're trying to Hmm. live up to, live down to, or live for someone else um, instead of self-actualization. And, you know, when you can shake off those shackles um, and let yourself be free, expect amazing, awesome things to happen. So other like reading or hearing the words, I got this. You know, it doesn't hurt for you to say that to yourself. I tell you, we can use a pep talk. We can use a push. We can use a lift, even if it's internalized. Don't forget to be your own best friend. 
Um, so we want you to determine a plan of action in response to this situation, this challenge. So think win-win scenario that allows everyone to save face and come out whole. Um, consider what you really want to achieve, set a specific goal, specific, and make it so. Work backwards from that goal and write down the necessary steps to help you achieve that goal. So you can't say, I'm just going to, I don't know, um, do client outreach, right? Because that's, first of all, not specific. Mm -hmm. um, but what happens when you do the client outreach? How many are you going to do? What, um, you know, what are, what's your script or how are you going to, you know, engage with clients? Um, I still have this whole phone thing, so I know all about that. So that would be a goal for me. Um, so you want to be really specific and you want to write it down and you want to use actual, you know, bullet points or steps because, First of all, a checklist is a good thing. But secondly, you want to make sure that you are doing everything that you can to achieve the goal. So you just can't say, I want this. But this is how I'm going That's to achieve right. it. You definitely have to lay it out. Right. And to Cecilia's point, you know, you want to draw upon past successes. You know that you are a smart cookie because you're listening to this podcast, first of all. <laughs> okay. um, so think about how you handled similar challenges in the past. Or if this is, you know, uniquely or horribly new, uh, then reach out to your support team. Find others who have had the situation and talk it over, brainstorm. You don't have to go through this alone. Uh, be confident in your decision, whatever you decide. Remember, the point is to, to, to determine the best choices for the best outcome. So how much do you really want this to happen? So if this is important to you, then you need to, you know, just make a decision to go for it and be confident in your decision because this is the goal. This is the right goal for you at this moment. Now, and then also really, you know, we, we said, don't just go through, we want you to go through it. So think about how you can use this experience to help your team or your client. Don't keep the goods to yourself. Share the lessons learned, the tools found, or however, whatever you did that you used to grow and improve any new insights you gained or any hacks for just such a scenario. Because at the end of the day, number one, you're going to benefit from it. And then your team can benefit from it as they go through their uh, work. But then also your client, this is a value add for your client. So remember, Getting through it is only the first step. It's what you do with what you've learned that will be, a, I won't say the determining factor, but it will be a big factor in your progress going forward. Right. Wowza. So um, I, was, I think I may have been caught up in the moment there, but we want you to move to the other side of fear. That's where the goods are. So that is what this, um, this little fireside chat has been about. It's about helping you to see possibility and that you will come through it just fine it's going to be uncomfortable maybe for more than a minute but when you rise to the occasion how much how how much how uplifting how empowering how powerful will that be for you so i hope you have taken copious notes and that you um have found something helpful in here that you might want to share with a friend or definitely listen to us again because, you know, there were some nuggets in there that you might want to, um, you know, reflect on and see how it's going to help you prepare, if you will.
right? You want to plan for the best, hope for the best and plan for the worst so that you have some tools in your uh, toolbox for anything that's going to come your way. So Sisterly One, any additional thoughts before we wrap up? Well, I just want to, um, what, what I've learned about people, you know, it's kind of like two sides. Some are visual and others aren't. And so um, whether, particularly on this last thing, when you said your team or client, because that's really important. I think we grow when we have a team or clients, because what I have found is you do start looking at yourself. You start looking at how you do things, how you communicate. And your success is realizing that others are watching you. And so you need to visualize yourself in your success moment because you are going to be paying that forward. And when you do that, the more you do that, the better you start getting at overcoming your fear. Another thing is uh, we, you know, there's all kind of comedy around talking to yourself, but you know what? That old, you know, Cecilia, now really, what, what, what were you thinking about? Cecilia, you can do this, come on. Self-talk, that's not crazy talk. It, it really is, it's, it's kind of like it's been considered that thing over there, but self-talk is really psychologically very beneficial. Even if, and if you do something that you thought, ooh, that was dumb, that's okay. Okay, if you, if you must say it, but then you just need to say it and kick that over here because you don't stay on that. And then finally, uh, something that we don't talk about much or we haven't, but I just thought of this is, let's say you have an idea or a challenge and now you need to go back to it and address it with someone. So we talk about drawing upon a plan, but I believe part of that plan sometimes needs to be practiced. Sometimes we need to practice speaking some things into existence, practice defending our positions, practice. It's not enough just to have it up here or to say, check, check, I've done all these things, but now you need to practice communicating that. And um, I believe the more you practice some of these things, even if it's how do I deal with difficult something, people. But as you speak some things aloud or think about them, the more confidence you'll get. And that too will help with your fear or apprehension or anxiety. Okay. So yeah, just like when they say you're preparing for an interview, then this is not exactly an interview, but it is a big deal that you need to plan for and prepare for. So if you have a partner, you can role play, but you can also... Yeah. Just, um, you know, talk to the mirror, which um, is its own little weirdness, but, you know, it can be helpful. Mm -hmm. Anywho, that is our podcast for today. Now, next week, we want to make sure that you tune in because we're going to be talking about fearless living. We are literally going to break it down for you um, with a helpful mnemonic, if you will, that's going to um, really hammer home some valid points to help you just um, live boldly as you go through your uh, journey. And then, of course, do check out the latest installment of Morning Moxie with Larissa on my YouTube channel. Our podcasts are great, love coffee time conversations. But if you just need a quick fix in the morning, 
Morning Moxie with Larissa, the uh, at the Larissa group is the uh, channel that you want to check out. So that has been our podcast and we will see you on the next episode. Ciao.